everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unnamed and Untamed. Today, we got actually our first episode of 2022, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't remember. That's all flying so, so fast. But a, a very relevant topic for us as coaches, um, something we talk about all the time. And that is why, and, and that's the importance of eating more food. Um, yeah, like, I think it's something we talk about all the time, like the fix quote unquote for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and something that just people just have so much resistance to. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday, actually a neighbor helping him out with his nutrition. And I was just trying to explain like why you need to eat more to get the results that you want long-term. So anyway, I'm, I think this is a good one to kick off the year. I think it's so important too, because I think one of the things that gets missed is like what you're seeing, what you're seeing, the result that you want is not created when people are dieting. Although we have this diet culture, it's created in, in a hate, it's not even the off season. I hate that term too. It's just, it's created in your daily life, in your habits, in your rituals, that strengthening the metabolism, building muscle. And I even see it with a lot of like guys I know too. And it's like, I just want to get lean. I don't want to like, and it's like, you have no muscle, dude. You have no muscle. And so dieting and doing keto and intermittent fasting, all of those things are just going to give you like almost like a softer skinny fat version, right? Like we see this a lot of times people are like, I want to look more toned and tight, but it's like, but you continuously dieting and every time we're dieting, we're losing muscle. And so it's kind of like, it's taking time learning how to not diet and taking time and learning how to eat normal in a maintenance phase is the first foundational step to getting towards the results you want short and long-term. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's interesting because there's so many diets and like, that's what you'll see on like any magazine cover or anything like that is, you know, this new diet and that new diet, but we're never talking to anybody about, Hey, you know, long-term health, sustainability and maintenance. And, you know, what's going to help us in the present get to that maintenance period of what is maintenance and Hey, let's just have a, a nice balance of, of eating well and fueling ourselves long-term. And then, you know what, we can have some fun foods along the way, or, you know, if we need to, it doesn't always have to be this, you know, restriction mindset. Um, but I, I'm in the same place. I always feel like we're, I'm talking to clients about, Hey, listen, we just need to stay here. We just need to have all, we stay here eating more food, getting stronger, feeling good. And the body you're after, it's gonna be there. Like it's going to happen, but yeah. it's going to take more than fucking 12 weeks of being in a place of uncomfortable. Like, like it's like even a habit. So like what they say, like in order to form a habit, it takes like a minimum of like 12 to 16 weeks of doing something consistently every day. So if for like 12 to 16 weeks, every single day, all you're thinking about is how miserable you are because you're not in the diet. Guess what? You actually haven't committed. You haven't committed that entire 12 weeks of you constantly saying, Oh, I'm, you, know, you look, wake up, look in the mirror. And you're like, Oh, I'm fluffy. Oh, I'm fat. Guess what? That is, that is another day, another moment that you have not literally walked in the land of like milk and honey and been happy and then progressing and said, 
fucking embracing this, this, the, the phase that you are in right now, which is actually the hardest phase to, to go through because you have to just sit with where you are. But the thing is, is you were mostly sitting where you were, but trying to diet before you came to us anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So let's you were just eating a lot less be moving in the positive direction here. Yeah, exactly. I think another thing too, that's really hard. And if you're a client of mine or a client of theirs and you're listening to this and you're thinking, this feels like it's about me, guess what it is. And this isn't <laughs> about a specific client right now because it's not just one client. It's a lot of clients go through this and I've gone through this. And as coaches, we've gone through this ourselves and we go through it daily with clients. But if our baseline is, you know, I'm just going to throw a number out there for shits and giggles. Like, Hey, I really want to, we, we need to at least hit 1600 calories. Like we just need to start with 1600 consistently every day. So we can slowly walk your food and you're 300 one day and then 1300, then you forgot to eat and then you didn't log and then you're here and then you're there and you're wondering why, when you can diet again, you haven't even got to the starting point yeah. of where we need to be. And it's like, and that's the hardest thing is because it'll, it's not a time thing. It's as a coach, you can't just tell me it's been two months. It's been three months because it hasn't been three months or two months of consistency. It's just been two months. And time is not a measure of our success. It's what we put into it daily that will give us that success. Bottom line. Yeah. And kind of like sad reality too if you've spent a lot of your time dieting or, you know, under eating and you're in a place where, you know, health is downregulated, where, you know, your, you know, thyroid, you know, hormones have kind of just adapted to doing what you've, you've told them to do. Realistically, those first 12 weeks that you work with us, you're not even building muscle. You're in that repair phase. So when you come to me, when you come to me at the end of the 12 weeks and you're like, so like, do you think I've put on enough muscle now to diet? It's like, uh, honestly, no, I don't think you've put much muscle on at all. I think we've just barely gotten you out of that hole. And we're like now like at the top of the hole and you got to now hoist yourself up or you sink and go back down, you know? Yeah. That's where people get stuck. Like right there, that moment is when there's, when they say, Hey, listen, we've reverse dieted coach, you know, we're up to 1600 calories. It's been 12 weeks. So I did it. I did it. I reversed. So now can we diet and can we see what we, what I got? And honestly, I I think I told you guys before, like I've had several clients where they said, you when can I start to diet again? Like, you know, we're in the middle or, or starting to reverse. I'm like, okay, let's start the reverse. And they asked me, how many weeks are we going to reverse until we can, until we start the diet? And when I hear that, that is the moment that tells me number one, we're going to start this reverse and you're not in it. Like we're, we're, if we're looking for the next diet, I'm sorry, but we haven't committed to actually putting on tissue because putting on tissue is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Guess what? Your size zero, your size fours, your size six pants, they're not going to fit you anymore. You're going to have to upgrade. Full disclosure, I've spent the majority of my life, like take it in, majority of my life dieting. And yeah, all of, I think all of us, you know, I used to play a game with my food. Like I had disordered eating. I played a game about how much food I could keep on my plate. Um, I abused diet pills. You know, I was the queen of hydroxy cuts and Red Bulls. Like we've we've done it all. Um, I can honestly say, I did not get more freedom than when 
And it took me like a solid like year till I stopped dieting. And then most recently I'm now going on like my third year of not dieting, like not dieting, no mini cuts, just keep going. And I'm going to be fully transparent. Do I have days where I feel, and I actually call myself a fucking hippopotamus? Yes, I do. And I'm saying that because I've actually said the word hippopotamus to myself, looking in the mirror, not every day is awesome. Do I have a six pack? Fuck no. Can you see lines? Yeah, sure. If I hold in my stomach, but I might have days like that, but overall I can say I'm less focused on dieting, less focused on being, you know, the certain part. And I've seen more progress in the gym than I've ever seen so much to the point. I'm actually like, I fucking wasted so many years. If I could so many good years, so many good years. Like I literally now I'm like, what the fuck? I could have been so strong. I, you know, I'm not a beast by any means by right now, but it's so fun getting stronger. And then it's like, you know, you're shaving your legs. I don't know if y'all have done this. Like, you know, it's like visual, you throw your leg up on the, um, on the wall. Right. Cause that's how we all do it. Yeah. Right? We all shave that way. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you know, going for the undercarriage and like all of a sudden, like you feel this lump, not even shitting you. I'm like, I have a hamstring pop, like a muscle popping out. Like it's a muscle popping. And Meredith, isn't it so nice to be able to shave without your knee bones popping out? Oh my God. Right. Like, <laughs> or your armpit. Like, you know what I mean? When you're so lean, you can't shave your armpit because it's just a deep hole. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's like, but here again, like it took so long for me to get to this point. And I still have days where I'm like, I put on a pair of leggings and they feel like they're going to cut my stomach in half. And I'm like, you know what? These aren't the leggings for the day. So be it. But then I have another day where I'm like, oh, I love having some curves and I love sleeping good. And I love, I like having a dinner with my husband and just being able to eat without thinking about what time I need to get up to the gym because I need to do extra cardio to, you know, burn off that extra, you know, piece of sushi. Like, or even just like being able to not have anxiety about where we're going out to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like, Yeah, let's just drive around and find some spot because I know I can find something there that's pretty much, I mean, obviously like, we're like, hey, let's go to Popeye's, but I can find something there that's going to fit. I'm going to be okay. I don't need to go rework all my macros. It needs to be exactly this. There's yeah. not that anxiety yeah. around dieting. And the thing is, is like, this is obviously like a learned, a learned thing that I'm still going through as I'm coming out of like, okay, well now, now we're healthy. Now we can diet again. Now we're healthy. Now we can diet again. And again, it's, it's very easy for me to get in the mindset of, okay, but I've been recovering for a year and a half. Can I diet again? It's like, but it's not a matter of how long I've been recovering. It's how long I've been out of a deficit, which when I actually went back and was doing the math and I was talking to you guys, it wasn't longer than two months at any given time. And it wasn't even two months at one specific amount. It was two months getting up there. And then we like touch this goal and then come back down and then touch the goal and come back down each and every time my body's like, I said, no, dude, seriously, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And then I, and then my weight goes up again. And it's like, if I would have just like stayed, I wouldn't be dealing with that so much, you know, it's like, which is hard to admit as a coach, because it's mostly that like, 
I know better, you know, but it's really hard in that moment to make those decisions. And I think because we've gone through this, it's a lot easier for us to go. Imagine how you would feel. You just accepted where you are right now. And you worked on how much food can I get in? How awesome does my body feel when I'm not stressed and focused on food, when I'm well-fed? How many better decisions, more logical thinking do I have? How much better are my periods? How much better are my just overall moods? All those things do improve when you are a well-fed individual. Bottom well, line. Yeah, I know. I'll ask Sarah and, and you as well, Sonia. I know for me, this shift happened when... I really started enjoying training again, um, like training. And I stopped worrying about, you know, being smaller um, because here again, I always fought to be a smaller version of me. And then it really clicked to me that, hey, listen, I'm always going to be dieting down and just being a smaller human, but I'm not going to be a human that actually has changed much. Um, and then changing my goals to just being like, you know what, be as strong as I can now out of a deficit so I can make real big changes. So, so when it is time to, you know, to lean down again, perhaps there is some changes. And, and here again, I think it's for me to enjoying where I'm at. And it's not that I'm looking for my next diet as my reward for being, it's not, and that's where some people I hear, they're like, oh, they need the reward of a diet to say that they've, you know, they've done what they needed to do. I did my reverse. So now I get to diet. And for me, yeah. like, it's funny. Like, I remember actually Jason asked me uh, last year and he was like, so, you know, are you, you know, do you want to cut? And I, I was like, no, like I'm good. And that felt really good because again, remember, I still have I'm human. I have days where I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, but when he said, you know, are you ready for a cut? You know, what are, what, what are their goals going forward? And I, I was like, no, I, you know what? I just want to be stronger. And I really want more calories right now. Cause I want to see how fucking strong I can get and yeah. <laughs> let's push this. <laughs> yeah. The body does amazing things when you start to get food higher too. Like that's the hardest thing to explain to clients is like, Sometimes the, and I don't like to be like always because for some people, it's not that drastic, but a lot of times, once we start to move food up, the body comp changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you're looking firmer and tighter, even though the scale might be going up, we could go up 10 pounds and you look better than you did before. Yeah. I'll see that. I mean, even I'll just speak for myself, like maybe the scale, you know, kind of inches up a little bit, but then it stays there for a month or two. And I'll like kind of recomp like at that weight, you know, if you look at my progress pictures. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think, I mean, it's so hard to be objective with yourself, but I think for me, a big shift, a big shift was after my show, like after my show and I competed and I was like, I never want to feel that way again, where like I was under muscled and I knew what it was going to take. And I knew logically how long it was going to take. And then realizing that the girls on stage, like on the national stage in my height class weighed more than I, you know, weighed like, you know, 15 more pounds than I did, you know, shredded. Yeah. yeah. So like realizing like your off season weight. Yeah. That are, well, exactly. Are my yeah. off season weight now actually yeah. shredded. <laughs> like that's like, okay. Like that's a lot of tissue. 
And, but, but still though, like here I am like going on year three of not dieting my, like, I don't think about that every day. Like, I don't think about like, oh, I have to do this because of a stage. Right. Like I get, you get a taste for like how empowering it is for you. Um, and, and it's sad to me to see all these other competitors just always being like, oh, got to get through this off season before, you know, so it's like, it's like one foot in prep the all the time. And it's very yeah. sad to see yeah. it. like, oh, like it's excuse my off season body or a little bloated today. Or it's like, <sighs> it's yeah. like, well, first of all, you're not really bloated and it's okay. If you have a little bit of lower belly fat, like it's okay. You don't have to point it out. Like you can just post your picture. Just yeah. it is, you know what yeah. it is. And like, I don't know, I could go on and on all day about that topic, but for me, just like letting go of like, letting go of any type of goal weight was also really big for me. Um, and having a coach that also didn't have a goal weight for me. Uh, so like working with Mark for this last, I started working with Mark like August of 2020. And, you know, since working with him, it's just been like, I don't give a fuck about your weight. Like I want it to go up. So like once I was able to stop like commenting about it or like overanalyzing it, like things shifted big time for me mentally. And I'm like, Meredith, I still totally have those days. Like this weekend, I like was having like a weekend and I like was telling Mike, like, I can't wait, wait until I can diet again. And da, 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 da. And then I actually literally, and I would encourage anyone listening to this to do this. I literally in my notes on my phone made a timeline of myself of like, when I started basically my eating disorder and then like where lifting fit in, in that And I saw from like basically 2010 until, you know, 2019, I maybe had a year when in 10 years of not dieting. And then I again, put my body in like the shitter metabolically, you know, hormonally. And now I hear I have like maybe a solid year and a half of building with healthier hormones and like you know, like, it's like, okay, like, let's see how much more there really is to tap into here. So I think making yourself a health timeline, or, you know, health slash fitness timeline, super, super, like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, um, especially when you said about the the weight thing. Um, Because I know for myself, that that was something that was a huge thing, too, is just to let go of the scale. Um, And it's, it's kind of cool because I remember looking at some pictures of myself and I remember, I remember taking the pictures and looking at them and just seeing, you know, the extra fat and see, and like, now I look back at them and I'm like, Oh my God, Mayor, like, you know what? Like you looked great. Like you, you worked so hard for that body, but I remember being so upset with my pictures because I, you know, this was jiggling and that was jiggling. You only see that. It's mind blowing. Yeah. And it gets bigger. It gets bigger yeah. in your brain the more you look at it. Yeah, exactly. And now, you know, I I don't know. I don't mind being, I want to be strong and I want to look strong. And I realized that being really tiny and, and fair isn't looking strong, you know, and I look to look strong, I might need to be a bit thicker. And even when it is, you know, I am ready to maybe, you know, do a little bit of a cut and, and lean up a bit. Like, I don't know, I still want to look really fit. Um, and being fit for me, 
is looking like I lift heavy. Um, I don't want to just be tiny anymore. I really want to have thick round muscles and feel strong. Um, it's really changed for me over the last couple of years, like what fitness is and what wellness is. Um, I love to challenge myself still. And I think that when it is time to diet, I know that I will dive, you know, I will go in on it. Um, but it's not just because I want to just be a smaller human being. Um, it's going to here again, just be a phase in my life, but it's not going to be one that I want to stay with. I can say that because I, I'm really enjoying right now. Like I, I really honestly enjoy trying to be stronger. Um, yeah. and just trying to take up like hashtag, take up more space. You know, I, I love that because that is what I'm about. And I see so many women and hear them um, just wanting to be smaller. Um, and then when they watch the scale go down, they're still not happy. And I try to help them and say, Hey, listen, you know, if we're just watching the scale go down and we're not going to be looking at getting strength and actually building tissue and becoming like just more of a human, you're still going to be unhappy no matter how small, you know, and this is when that disordered mindset and disordered eating can really come into flourishing. I think too, like, again, like we, we can't say it enough as coaches, like you have, you're like, I don't want to be like, you know how to diet or else you wouldn't have come to us. But like dieting is not the issue. You've probably successfully dieted before. Yeah. You have. You've done something where you successfully dieted. You cannot successfully keep it off most of the time. That's why people come to us. And or they've now put themselves in a position where their body is non-responsive to that dieting or they have hormonal dysfunction because of that said dieting or it's perimenopause or something along those lines. Right. But the biggest thing that we have to do is we have to get you comfortable with eating the amount of food that you need and knowing that this is the right amount of food for your body. So you're not under eating and then going out and just living on a cheese plate and drinking wine because there's these two extremes where it's like people don't know how to maintain. They either know how to cheat or they know how to restrict the next day. And they don't know what a normal day of eating a full week might even look or feel like. And so a lot of times as coaches, we're asking you to trust us and to trust the process and to completely let go of your own self-limiting beliefs that you should eat X amount of calories or these foods are bad for you. Or, you know, it has to be like, you know, the only the right carbs, you know, well, good carbs. Like I even hear that, like, uh, like the other day we went out to lunch and I was, we had just finished lifting a group of my, my friends. And it was like, you can have carbs after your workout. It was like somebody, you know, it's like ordered a steak and a salad, you know? And I was like, I was talking about how like carbs are good after workout. Okay. But only the right amount of carbs or only the right kind of carbs. And I was like, technically yeah. if we want to get scientific, a carb is a carb, and maybe a potato post-workout is actually more beneficial than your, you know, like your oatmeal post-workout. Like it's just, it's that mindset around like what is okay and not okay that we also have to overcome. It's fucking 30 years for some of these people of miseducation around food and dieting that we are overcoming. And you want to put a 12 week label on it. That ain't going to happen. And I'm so sorry 
but you want long lasting results. You have to trust the process and fully commit to be in it every single day. And that means giving it your all, even when it's not a scale reward, it means staying in it and saying, I'm not comfortable with my body, but I'm going to push hard. Sometimes we're so willing to eat dirt and push hard and do more cardio and starve ourselves, but we're not willing to get up every day and cook ourselves breakfast. And it just doesn't, it doesn't work out for the same. It doesn't, it's not the same thing. You're not going to get the same results if you don't put the same amount of effort into it. So it's just that willingness to trust us and that willingness to every single day in and day out, whether you feel skinny or you feel thicker, that you are committing to the process of change. That's going to give you the long lasting results that I promise that's what you really want. I promise you that's what you really want. Yeah. And that's what I always tell people is before you diet, like verb, we got to get your diet right, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean like yeah. eating less necessarily because there's yeah. so many and it's like it's a physical and a, like a mental thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And behavior change. You know, it's like I have an hour to go to CrossFit or Orange Theory Fitness, um, but I don't have time to meal prep. And it's like, OK, so let's take out the gym. Oh, but I'm going to get fat. And it's like, OK, well, first of all, <laughs> we need to change our mindset around that, because if we're not if we're not getting our diet first, our, our workouts don't matter. And again, a lot of times you've been doing the same workout for five days a week for the past year and your body's not changing anyway. So yeah, why don't we just take that out and save you the money on that and work on stress management and yoga and getting your food right. And then when you're fueled up and then your food's a second nature, then we can add in the next step, which would be workouts because that's how it is. Food is the first thing that we have to work on. And then workouts are going to be the second thing on top of that, because you can actually lose weight and not be at the gym five days a week. You can, if your yeah. food is dialed in, you still have to be moving a little bit. We have to get some movement in, but yeah. <laughs> but that's that guys. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, this is totally a topic. Like we could go on and on about, I think um, it's just you, the only kind of way out is through and and you have to, I think it's an identity shift a little bit too. Like, do you guys feel that? Like, it's like letting go, letting go of the diet. Like you, you were the person that's dieting or like, for me, it was like letting go of being the tiny one and, and all that kind of shit. And like, that's some like deep shit sometimes that you gotta, you gotta like sit with. Um, but you kind of need calories to really sit with it and, and have the brain capacity to, to shift, to sh- uh, sift through all that stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. it always comes down to something deeper and something about, I think I, I truly believe it is always something deeper and much more emotional. And it really comes down to a relationship that you have with yourself. And like we had talked with a the previous podcast with Corey, like, I really do believe it came, you know, maybe perhaps in childhood or something, but something has triggered this perpetual thought process that it is actually okay to sustain a thousand calories for life every day. Um, and you honestly believe that. Um, and trust me, I was there. Like, I get it. Like I, I did live, I mean, I can't, you know, say the quality um, now looking back, but at the time, if you had asked me or challenged me at the time that I was barely eating and playing games with myself about how little I could eat and, you know, I'd only eat if I started to get dizzy, you know, and then I'd have a half a piece of, you know, uh, turkey or something like that. When I say turkey, I mean, deli slice, you know, just enough so I wasn't dizzy anymore. Um, and if you had talked to me or tried to challenge me at the time, like 
I wouldn't have listened, you know, because there was more going on, you know, deeper. Um, yeah, but I can say, if, yeah, if you're willing, you have to be willing to go through some sucky stuff and some sucky, maybe internal stuff um, to really walk that path and allow yourself to feel something different that you haven't felt before. And it can suck getting there. It can be so hard. Um, no, no, no. It is going to be hard. How about that? It's going to be hard. It, it will be tough because you're going to be challenging what you're comfortable with um, and what you're familiar with. Um, but I promise you that if you can allow yourself for a long term, not 12 weeks, not 16 weeks, I'm talking challenge for a year, a year of literally committed to a different goal other than to becoming a smaller human being, to becoming you know, more energetic, more strong, um, you will see a huge shift in more so than just your mindset. You will start to feel better and you will reap the benefits of that. But I am not here to tell you it is not going to suck because I have been there. And when you believe solely in your heart that eating 1,000 to 900 calories and just being smaller is going to make you feel better about yourself. It is a very hard thing to break. Like it is so hard. Yeah. I think we can just leave that right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think like we don't need to hit, hit, hit like we can I go think, in. Yeah. You have to be, you got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like, I had a lot of therapists tell me, oh, you should be a therapist. But I was like, no, because I would like shake people and be like, why can't I get this through to you? But ultimately, like you, you know, as coaches, we guide people and show them there is a different way and up to you. It's up to yeah. you to kind of make that shift and be, you know, willing to kind of let go and, and willing break through. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really take away from this podcast is we're not here to tell you, I mean, we have an other podcast and even today alluded to all the sciencey things like about your mood, energy, all, all the benefits of eating more calories. But I think the biggest takeaway from this, you know, this podcast is it is going to take a lot of work and you have to be willing to do the work and know that it's going to be long-term work and it's much deeper than just going through the motions of it. Um, and I think big picture is we have all shared that we have done it. We are currently doing it and it's not linear. You still have tough days because you're human and you're allowed to have tough days. That is life, but get through them however yeah. you need. And this is why we are here as coaches. Love it. Love it. Okay, guys. Happy 2022, guys. That's our two cents. <laughs> yes, let's get it. Um, and happy new year, everyone. Yeah, thank you.